ways in Christ, rather than getting too anxious about what you don't have, you start to understand what he does have. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says this, if you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind. Somebody say, set your mind. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. He said, now set your mind. Don't just think casually. Don't just go through and get, get to Sunday and Sunday think about him. But he said, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And so as we go into this, I just want to spend some time, just a little bit of time, breaking some things down, helping us to understand how can we do this on a constant basis? How do we uh, allow our thought process? You know, the Apostle Paul, and we'll get into this a little bit uh, later, but the Apostle Paul, when he began to, they began to question him, began to question his motives there in 2 Corinthians, the Corinthian church did, verse 10, he said, you know, we walk around in this fleshly body. But our, our, our life doesn't consist of just this fleshly body. We live in this, but we live from the Spirit through this fleshly body. And he said, because of that, there's a, a warfare that's going on. There's a contradiction. And he said, and so I take every intention of my life or everything that I, I, I was or I had, and I bring it all into the obedience of Christ. I, I bring every thought captive. I bring everything, every thought, every intention, every imagination that it creates, and I bring it through the filter of obedience to Christ. He said everything. So that I recognize and begin to recognize truly my motives, I begin to recognize my actions and my thoughts. And so we're going to talk a little bit and, and begin to break down just a little bit uh, what mindsets are. Mindsets. Because they're a little bit different. And as we're thinking, and we understand this, as we just, uh, uh, you know, I was thinking. But why were you thinking and how were you thinking? Because a thought can come and it begins to move through mindsets that you have. And you can hear something new, but if you process something new through old mindsets, right, then you just modify something and bring it into subjection to the same old thing. And so many times as Christians, we're like, I'm coming to church, I'm doing this, but I don't see much progress. And many times that's because we're taking something that we're hearing, but we're thinking it through old mindsets. Young people, you're here right now, and the enemy through culture is trying to bring to you mindsets. They're trying to establish mindsets, philosophies, ways of thinking to you that if they're apart from God will set you off. You ever heard the saying, it's tough to teach old dogs new tricks? It's tough to teach old dogs new tricks. Why? Because as we get older, we get set in our ways or we get our mind set in a certain way. And if we're not able to change that mindset, it's very difficult 
to go into that. And so, really, you know, uh, some time ago, I'm sure it was much further back, but, you know, just in our culture, really, in our camp, if you will, uh, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, God began to try to move his church or a segment of his church that wasn't there yet into a faith mindset, right? The preaching of faith came, And it really was to really begin to develop or bring to us a mindset of faith, to break us out of a woe is me, a religious mindset, an idea of just getting into, you know, when I die, I'll have a little cabin in the corner of glory. I'll suffer through until the wind and the cold until I get there. No, God said that mindset is causing you to get nowhere. I want to give you a faith mindset. As the song just said, I want to get you a mindset where you begin to, in a mindset, think nothing is impossible. As we were singing that song, I'm not going to say who because I don't know, but I just know. As we're singing that song, nothing is impossible. We're singing a song, how did I ever get to this place of unbelief? Nothing is impossible. Somebody said, I know nothing is impossible, but... In other words, you're singing about a mindset of nothing being impossible, but filtering it through a mindset that things are impossible. So you can talk about impossibilities being possible, and you can start to think that way, but if it goes through a mindset of impossibilities, you can talk about nothing's impossible, but by the time you're done thinking about it, it's impossible. Right? You can preach a message about victorious living and stand out in the foyer and by the time you get to a parking lot and say to somebody, aren't you glad we have victory? Well, you know, I have a tough life. And I know there's victory, but. Well, the message of victory was just heard, but it was processed through a mindset of victimhood. And so God wants to change our mindsets. All right? So I want you to stay with me for a few weeks. I want you to mark it on your calendar. Because we have all kinds of mindsets. We're hindered in our marriage because we get a mindset about marriage. Sometimes we have a mindset before marriage. And so we become very uh, disappointed in marriage because this is the way our mindset, this is how marriage is going to be. And when we got to that, we weren't able to change a mindset. So we live in disappointment. We have mindsets about money. We have mindsets uh, that have developed about, uh, you know, our abilities, things that, that we can do. And if we don't, if we stay in that same place, as Alan said, we, we don't change because we're not allowing our mindsets to change. And really, we're, we're going to get into scripture about it, but if we were just to, to, to jump across here just real quick, really what he's talking about in those mindsets is he's talking about what Paul called strongholds strongholds. Mindsets aren't just single thoughts that are against you, but they're a development of thoughts that get your mind set on something and create a stronghold. So let me just uh, describe to you for a moment what a mindset is and uh, how uh, we can begin to break this down and begin to, to, to think differently. A mindset is a set of beliefs that shape 
how you make sense of the world and yourself. Okay, I'll read that again. A mindset is a set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world and of yourself. There's a lot of things that you believe about the world around you and about yourself that begin to shape the processes and the thoughts that you have. A mindset's influence, mindset's influence how you think, how you feel, and how you behave in any given situation. So we know people have different mindsets, right? You can have the music playing, and it be just upbeat, and you can have people jumping up and down, and you can have people, same exact situation, people responding totally different. Why a different mindset? One mindset is, whew, the music's up, God's done great things, I should rejoice. Another one is, this is ridiculous. People jumping around, acting all crazy. I don't even really think God appreciates this kind of stuff. <laughs> same music, same place, same atmosphere, two different responses. Why? Because there's two different mindsets. So the information is exactly the same at the moment, but the information is going through a different mindset, which makes people feel differently, respond differently, and act differently. And as a church, we're not cloning anything, but it's going to be very important that we understand this so that we can begin to move and reshape our mindsets to be like him. To be like him. So this means that what you believe about yourself impacts your success or failure. What you believe about yourself, what you believe about the world that's on the inside of you or around you, what you believe about the God who's on the inside of you. What do you really think about that? What have you been told all your life? It has developed some mindsets. The good news is that if they're negative, that they can be changed. They can be changed. But many times we don't change our mindsets. We're just endeavoring to change our, our way of thinking. And so we get new information, right? We decide we're going to go get new information. But yet we begin to process it through the old mindset. That's why it's such a strong hold when you get a mindset. Is I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff differently and I don't understand what's going wrong. But I'm filtering the new information through an old mindset. Are you all with me? All right, so, praise the Lord. I'm just introducing this, doing the best that I can to stay on the introduction. So Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7, many of you know this. It says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, not, a, not necessarily just as he thinks in his head, as he thinks in his heart. So again, what happens is a mindset, these series of thoughts, they begin to settle in and become a very portion of your heart. And when they become a part of your heart, no matter what, your speaking begins to flow from that place. 
And now we have critical things happening because although our mind, our thoughts may have been, you know, God's good, God's doing all that, but we filter it through a different mindset. Our words come out, on one hand, God is good, but oh my God, listen, look at all the terrible things that have happened in my life. Oh, I don't even think I can succeed. Why? Because we do have a a thought, but then it filters through a whole set of thoughts and it comes out the mouth differently. Should we go on to a different subject or are we all, listen, are we all okay? (laughs) I know we're going to have to really try to take this one slow because everything I say is going to go through your mindset. (laughs) And this is going to be a great challenge because having me for lunch will help you know what your mindset is. As you go and get with people, what do you think about what he said? I don't necessarily think. And you're going to start processing it through mindsets. Or you're going to be able to break old mindsets. And when we break old mindsets, we begin to recognize new opportunity. Newness of life, right? So all the old dogs, we're going to teach you some new tricks. (laughs) Come on, I'm an old dog. And... uh, you know, amen. Uh, <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 says this. He says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, in the vanity or the uselessness of their minds. In other words, the world's mindset is set in a certain way. Even their mindset as, as sinners, as those without God, the Bible says their mindset, they were, they're controlled and conducted by a flow, the circumstance of life. This is just how it goes. When you're born here, when you're born there, when you live in this area, when you have this social economic background, don't think you're going to get too far. You're going to get too much. All of a sudden, this course sets them and their thinking is useless. It doesn't go anywhere. So he says, we don't think like that anymore. We're not to think like that anymore. So he goes on and, and says some things in verse 22. He says, concerning these things, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which goes corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So he said there's this renewing of the mind. And so in part, we're talking about just getting some information or some knowledge. But he says there's a whole renovation. In that renewing, there's a whole renovation. So many times, we're just adding furniture. We're just adding paint. Right? So it's a lot different. A renovation is a lot different than painting a room. And so many times we'll just go grab a new book, you know, a new self-help book or a new book, and we just, we're going to paint over something. But it's still the same old room. We're going to move in a new piece of furniture and say, well, now it looks a little bit different, but it's the same old room. 
but when we begin a renovation of the mind. That means we're going to have to replace some mindsets. We're going to have to replace some thoughts. And in order to do that, we're going to have to recognize. Recognize what needs to stay and what needs to go. Recognize what needs to be broken down, what needs to be taken out. Praise the Lord. And so when we talk about renovation, and many times, you know, if, if you ever watch those shows, uh, you know, I sometimes would rather watch an action adventure or a police mystery movie, but um, I'm pretty much forced into watching HGTV. <laughs> and so, okay, sometimes the food channel. And, um, <laughs> and so, you know, on any renovation, you know, demo day is the big day. For a renovator, an exciting day is demo day. Because they know at demo day, the old's coming down. And everything we've planned to bring about new can't start till demo day happens. So over the next three weeks, I want to get you to the point where, like, my mindsets that aren't profitable, whoo, it's demo day. It's demo time. We're taking down some old mindsets. We're taking down some old thought processes, and we're going to start building back, and we're going to renovate our mind. We're going to renew the spirit of our mind. We're not going to let it go through the old mindset, great new information, life-giving information, miracle-working power information, the, the idea that nothing's impossible with God. We're, we're going to, not going to let that filter through our experience and go, I know nothing is impossible except what I experienced. And we're not going to do away with the fact that tragedies happen, bad things have happened, things that we've prayed for haven't happened how we thought they would happen. But those all, all that certain things that were going on with the enemy was to develop a mindset contrary to the obedience of Christ. How do we get to the place where we can renovate our thinking about our marriages and where they've been and what our expectation was? Because many times, you know, people have gone 30, 40, 50, 60 years with a mindset about marriage that they started with, and they refuse to change it. They're trying to get their spouse to come over and say, you need the same mindset as I do, and they don't. But there's a place where you could bring that together and live in the harmony and the unity that God planned if you just break down your old mindset and say, listen, God, teach me how to be a husband that I ought to be, not what my dad said, not what tradition said. Just teach me how to be a husband like you're a husband. And when he says, you know what, just go ahead and listen to her. Yeah, but I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Just let her have some, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Well, because you're processing a truth through a different mindset. One that's been built up for generations. But why would you let that keep you from a marriage that God had planned for you? Wives, you've got some mindsets built up about your husband about how you think it should be, that if you just let those fall down, you could start to see them in a whole different light. All right, that went over big. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Come on, this is real-time life. This is what we're talking about here, and we get so stubborn. You know, we, you can read the Bible, and where God says, man, there's a stiff-necked people. You're like, yeah, I mean, really, incredibly, why can't these Israelites just do it? They see miracles, and they see stuff, and then they just go right back. 
It's easy to read about somebody who has a mindset, and you're like, what is wrong with these people? And at the same time, the Word of God comes afresh and anew. And by the end of the day, we've processed it through an old mindset. And faith doesn't arise. And we're not sure why. But God wants us to get to a point that we hear the Word differently. And faith arises. And our mindset is nothing's impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. Amen. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so, really, psychologists, you can go a number of different ways, but they, they say there's really two basic uh, understandings about mindsets that you need to, to process, and we won't go deep into the psychology of it. I just want to let you know that it's there. You can go into it again. All these things, uh, you can get as heady as you want. Praise the Lord. You know, I appreciate uh, the scientists who have come, and they've talked about our neuropathways, and, and thank God some information came that says, you know, you're not set in this. You know, what you learned by the time you were two, you're not set in for the rest of your life. Aren't you glad? or five, or whatever that age was, you know. That was the old teaching, man. It's all formulated by your five, and you're stuck. Well, thank God they saw you can change your mind. The Bible's true. You can renew your mind. And so as heady as you want to get into changing your neural pathways, have at it. But just have at it. Don't just get all heady and intellectual about it. Actually change your neural pathways, right? But if you say, I don't want to get into all that stuff, I'm your man. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm not, dear Lord, have mercy. I look at the pictures and go, looks like spaghetti or something to me. But the Bible explains it to us how we can start to change our neural pathways and not just think something for a moment, but keep on thinking. Keep on thinking, keep on saying. Right? Take the word of God and begin to envision your life differently. And it begins to do what the scientists say it will do. Amen. So they, they say there's just two, two basic mindsets. There's a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset. Which is, uh, again, the broad general vision is it's a fixed mindset means, you know, based on my education, my upbringing, my capabilities, my talents, I will only go so far. This is my life, right? This is where I live. This is my, my life, how it is. And so this is the way I think I've settled it. Okay, that's an overgeneralization, but that's it. And then there's a growth mindset. A growth mindset means, you know what, no matter how I was raised, my abilities, my talents, my intellect, I can begin to set myself to learn, to study and as I learn and study and apply, I can grow. I can break out of some of these things that were restrictive to me and grow. All right? And so mindsets are very important because some people go, all right, that's it. I'm just going to study more. But it's not about studying. And this is where, where really we understand when the fruit of the Spirit, what Jesus says about receiving with a meekness, a spirit of meekness. In other words, when you decide in a growth mindset that I'm going to grow, it's not just about studying. Some people study a lot just so they can have a conversation with the smartest person in the room. Right? They don't ever plan on applying the knowledge. They just want to be seem smarter. All right, we'll move on. Um, that hits somebody. Uh, so we can say, oh, I have a growth mindset. I study a lot. But if you take that growth mindset and just run it through a selfish idea, 
that I don't care if I ever apply this. I just want to be smart. I want people to think I'm smart. Then it's unproductive. It actually has to be a mindset that says I'm not limited. Right? I have to get a whole new image of who I am. Who I am. In Christ Jesus. So there in Romans chapter 12 and and verse 2 where he said, listen, don't be conformed to the world. To be conformed to the world is a fixed mindset. It's a fixed mindset. The way the world thinks is actually a fixed mindset. They're, they're, they're moving simply by what they can think up, the lust of the flesh, the lusts of the mind, and they're, they're fixed in a determined period of time. I'm living for this determined period of time, right? I, I'm going to get the best out of what limited time I have. But he said, don't be conformed to the world and just look at your limitations of time and restrictions of, of, of who you are in, as a human being, but be uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, start to get an eternal mindset. Start to get a mindset on who Christ has made you. Start to get a mindset on breaking out of who you are simply in the flesh and beginning to see from eternity's perspective how we live in this life according to eternity. It takes a whole different mind mindset of being conformed to this world and are not conformed to this world, but transformed by what? Renewing our mind to the word of God. God's always speaking about things that are eternal that we can apply to the temporal. Right? And so there in Ephesians chapter 4, we read that. He said, don't get caught in this, this mindset that the Gentiles have or the sinners have because they're limited in their thinking. It's futile. It just goes over and over and over again. It's useless because they have no view of eternity. They have no view. They, they, they see the old man uh, that's limited in who he is and in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, so, so limited as being the all in all. But God says there's a breakthrough and a breakout in the new man. And soon, new man thinking with an old mindset is limiting. So you have to have new man thinking in a whole new mindset. A whole new mindset. Praise the Lord. And so I'm just going to give you four things today, all right? Four things real quick today. We, we have a lot more to go into to try to break this down to help us. But four things to just break out of a fixed mindset. When things come to you and you're, you start to process, well, yeah, that was a good word, but, you know, the way I see it, or he doesn't know the experience of my life, or whatever. So one of the things uh, uh, that you want to understand and, and look at to help you break out is it's time to enjoy the journey. It's time to just enjoy the journey. Even as Christians, we start to hear the word, and we're like, I got to be that. When am I going to be that? And we know this. We want to get our mindset, God speaking eternally. So we know some things happened, right, uh, happened in eternity, right? So positionally in Christ, positionally in Christ, we are righteous. We are holy. We are born of the Spirit. We're in God's mind. All that happened, and we're fully developed. We have to have that mindset. This is who I am in Christ. But how do you say it? I keep saying it operationally. You say it what way? Not positionally, but behaviorally. All right? 
So we have some things that happen in Christ in the spirit that positioned us. So if we don't have a spirit mindset, we have a carnal mindset, we're going to take positionally what we know, but behaviorally do something totally different. But if we have a spiritual mindset, we'll take the truth of what we have positionally and we'll start to operationally, behaviorally impart it into our life, which takes a journey. So 1 John chapter 3 says this, you know, in verse 1 it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that he's called us children of God. Children of God. Now listen to the journey here. I mean, there's so many things. I'm just going to give you some thoughts uh, to process through the week. He said, Beloved, now we are children of God. Now you're a child of God. But it's going to take a different way of thinking than you used to think. Now we're children of God. It has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So he said, listen, did you get born again? Are you now a child of God? You're going to have to start thinking different. Start working different. But it's a journey. So just enjoy the journey. Instead of thinking, huh, I'm not where I need to be. I need to be. All right, where are you and where are you going? And as you move through it, enjoy the journey. Instead of just saying, I have to live up to, I have to be, you are becoming. It's a journey. You're becoming more like Jesus. Positionally, you're just like him. But you're putting off the old, and you're putting on the new. It's a process. It's a journey. So enjoy it. Enjoy what you have to put off, even though painful, and then enjoy putting on the new. Right? If you have the right people around you, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, changing fashion. When I married Tasha, it was a hard thing. Not marrying her. Let me finish. The fashion side of it. The fashion side of it. I mean, I used to get dressed to go out and play football, and, and she's a, I mean, I get ready to go out the door. She said, you're not going out of the house in that, are you? I'm like, absolutely. I'm just going to play football. I'm not going to a fashion show. She's like, I don't care. You're married to me, and you're gonna, somebody might see you. <laughs> right? So there was a lot of my favorite clothes. <laughs> that ended up not only getting put off, but put away <laughs> once and for all. But I found that putting on the new has been much better. Putting on the new has been much better. Right? And so Paul uses these analogies to help us change our mind, to think a little bit different. It may be painful to take off that old comfortable thing from the 70s. That when people see you go, hmm, that's different. <laughs> and all of a sudden put on something new and they're like, that looks pretty sharp. Well, the same spiritually. We're still just wearing around the same old stuff. People are like, hmm, that's different. We put on the new, they're like, hmm, that's something. So enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Number two, incorporate yet into your thinking. Incorporate yet into your thinking. 
It says in Philippians 1, 6, that he who has begun a good work in you, he who has begun a good work in you, will be faithful to complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's planning on finishing what he started. He's not finished with you yet. He's not finished with you yet. So to break out of your mindset thinking, this is it, I should be, where am I going? You're on a journey and get used to saying, you know what, I'm not there yet, but I'm going. I'm not there yet, but things are happening. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm moving forward. Come on, the Apostle Paul, just he said that. He said, I've not yet apprehended, but I'm one thing I do. I'm pressing towards the prize of the mark. I'm changing some things. I'm changing some mindsets about who I am and where I've been. All right? The third thing is pay attention to your words and your thoughts. Pay attention to your words and your thoughts. It's so important. We're going to cover that in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, grabbing a hold of every thought, every imagination, every thought and every imagination that is in disobedience to Christ. In other words, you have to pay attention to your thoughts. Is that thought come through the obedience of Christ? Or is that thought out there on its own processing through a different mindset? We have to pay attention to it. All right? Are you all with me? Praise the Lord. So we have to pay attention to it. And then lastly, just fourth thing, just to to get moving, take on the challenge. Take on the challenge. Take on the challenge. (laughs) Come on, I'm going to challenge us. Over the next weeks, I'm going to challenge us to think different, to think different, that actually you'll stop and you'll go, hmm, I want the whole worship team to come up here, not just for the piano to play for 10 minutes. Y'all come up right now. That'll help me get done sooner. (laughs) Hallelujah. So uh, uh, I want you to, you know, when you stop and go, now I was thinking, how were you thinking Why were you thinking, and what were you processing that thought through? I want to challenge you. You're like, my God, that'll take forever. (laughs) No, it won't take forever once we get good at it. But the benefit of saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow this godly thought to go through a carnal mindset and a thought of freedom to come out with some taint of bondage on it anymore. I'm going to let freedom go through a freedom mindset. I'm going to allow miracles to go through a miracle mindset. I'm going to allow victory to go through a victory mindset. And I'm going to come out the other side believing that nothing is impossible. I'm going to come out with a faith mindset, not a doubt mindset. See, people will be all over. When you start to get a faith mindset, say, well, you know, calm down. Just calm down for a minute. Be careful with that faith stuff. You're going to get people's hopes up. tragic to get people's hopes up. Well, they might be disappointed. I fear they're already disappointed. If you could get their hope in something that they're not believing for, they're already disappointed and they're living in a mindset of disappointment, so why not get their mindset in faith and hope? Just saying. Well, thank you, but I'm just a realist. That's a mindset that'll keep you limited by simply what you think is possible instead of what God can do. All right, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Paul said this, 
Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid a hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to arrived or have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call that's in Christ Jesus. He said, I'm taking on a challenge here to become all that Christ has grabbed a hold of me to become. Take the challenge to break out of old mindsets. Get a new way of thinking, not just new thoughts, but a new way of thinking. Praise the Lord. Why don't you stand up? Father, we thank you. We praise you, and we magnify you. We glorify you. Thank you for the new creation that is in Christ Jesus. We love you, and we appreciate you so much. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy that endures forever and ever. Holy Spirit, I ask you to help us in this moment as we worship, as we sing, to implant something in us that goes with us as we meditate on it, as we meditate on it. As Tasha said, as we meditate on it, expands our thinking, stirs our hope, gets into our consciousness and begins to change our mind. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. We're going to end and we're going to sing this. And the reason I want to do this is if you leave and you sing this, and it's the last thing on your mind, and all day, and Monday and Tuesday, this comes back, and you take a hold of it, it'll start to change the way you think about a situation in your life and the possibilities or impossibilities. Music can do that. It's a strange thing. Music can do that. If you hear it, download it. Play it again. Don't go listen to the country music scene about the, the, uh, the meeting somebody in a bar right after you leave church. Your mind will get set on something else. Take a song like this and listen to it and download it and listen to it again until all of a sudden when you wake up at night and go to the restroom, you're thinking nothing's impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. I just woke up to go to the bathroom and my mind was saying nothing's impossible with God. And you lay down and while you're going back to sleep, you begin to pray about the miracle that you need because your mind's getting set on a miracle. If you need prayer for anything, There'll be altar workers up here to pray for you afterwards. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today's your day to break out. You say, well, I don't know if I believe in all that. It's time to get a new mindset of what life with Christ is like. I'm just saying, come up, ask people about that. They'll let you know. They'll show you a scripture. They'll pray with you. You can make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you need healing or deliverance or freedom, they'll pray with you. They're awesome. Get you free. But just let's end singing this, getting this down in our heart. You are more than able 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 Who am I to deny what
what the Lord can do. Because I've come a long way. I've seen how you work. There's so much goodness and grace, much more than I deserve. Because I know who I am. And I can't stay where I'm at. We've come this far by faith, and I just can't turn back, because he's not done with me yet. He's not done with me yet. Oh, oh, oh. there's so much more to the story. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. Oh, there's so much more to this story. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. There's so much more to this story. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. You're not done with me yet. There's so much more to this story. You're not done with me yet. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, anything is possible, who am I to deny what the Lord can do, anything is possible, anything is possible, anything is possible, who am I to deny what the Lord can do. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? It's more than able. Say you're more than able, God. I'll sing that again. You are more than able. If you believe it, sing it with me. You are more than able. You are more than able. You are more than able. 
to deny what the Lord can do? Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? More than able, more than able. Come on, lift your hands with me this morning. He's more than able. Sometimes you just need to say that to yourself. He's more than able. Hallelujah. As you leave this place, just declare that over your situation. He's more than able. He's more than able. I'm not going to think the wrong thing. I'm not going to think anything else than my God shall supply all my needs. Everything according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this as we go. What God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. Make it a great week. We'll see you tonight at 6 p.m. If you need prayer for anything, altar care workers will be right up front.